Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? For starters, drink some goddamn water. Stop being a pansy. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. Uh, go to Good Brother Experience, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give your man five stars and all that. Uh, last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. I do see uh, the emails that I've received the past few days since my return. I promise y'all I'm going to read all of these emails. I'm not going to leave y'all hanging like that. But... I just need to find a way. You feel me? It's very possible that I'm going to do that for the Friday episode as opposed to having a guest. And then I will have a guest in some capacity probably next Friday. Because your man's out here two times a week. You hear what I got going on? And then I might speak to somebody. Maybe I might just read some emails. Maybe I might just record myself masturbating. Who knows? I tend to get a little creative when I'm in here by myself. But how have you guys been? You know, last week I remember telling you guys that I recorded the episode of me being on the road trip. And I didn't like it. And I scrapped it. I deleted it in its entirety. And I'm going to tell the story from scratch. And I'm going to try to do it underneath 30 minutes just so I don't keep y'all hostage. You feel what I'm saying? All right, cool. So. Let's talk about the reason why I went on the road trip in the first place. If you like to see the highlights of the road trip, literally go to my Instagram, the OG Black Man. And then once you do so, you're going to see uh, my highlights and you're going to see Reek verse AM with an ellipsis after the AM. That stands for Reek vs. America. And then right after that, you're going to see part two and all of that is just a showcase uh everything i've been having going on as as a in regards to that road trip as you can see i'm starting to stammer my words because i was trying to do two things at once and while trying to do so i got a little jumbled but i'm back on track my phone is off and oh did you hear that that was my chains uh banging together simultaneously because i'm going to give off the impression that i'm opulent until i am opulent because it's all about manifesting these things right so let's start all the way back it was around august and um i procured a map a map of america and a map of the world and i was looking at how much of the world that i haven't seen and then you know i wanted to condense it a little bit and then I started looking at how many states I haven't been to. And I'm like, yo, this is my country. The same way North Dakota and Oregon and Arizona and Oklahoma and Kansas. Uh, all these places is America. There's more to America than Miami. There's more to America than Vegas and L.A. and Houston and Chicago. You feel me? And I am really was really looking at the map like, yo, I... I haven't fucking been nowhere, son. Why is that? Why is that as me as an able-bodied adult, I have not been nowhere. Like years have gone by 
and I just haven't done shit. And is that is that how I'm going to give it up when I'm 65 years old, 75 years old, and I'm looking back about all the cool shit I did, and then it's going to come to the harsh reality that I didn't do anything cool? So to put things in my cool catalog, I was like, you know what? I need to go on a trip. Now, there was more of a motivating factor than to put things in my cool catalog. As I said last week, depression was punching me in the chest. It was punching me in the ribs, the stomach, uh, various parts of my abdomen, my shoulders, my neck, my knees, my back. You feel me? So I was like, you know, I need to switch it up. I need to go see the world by myself and just see new things. Because it's one thing that I have in my mind now that I can't take for granted. And if you're listening to me right now, you shouldn't take this for granted as well. When is the last time that you knew you was going to have a good time while being surprised simultaneously? And what I mean by that is going somewhere and not knowing what to expect, but knowing you're going to have a good time is very similar to like listening to a new album to your favorite artist. Like if you listen to a Beyonce album, more than likely, you're probably going to like it. But you don't know what it's about to sound like. You don't know what producer she got. You don't know what songwriter she got. You don't know how it was, how it was engineered. You don't know about the subject matter. All you know is, is that it's Beyonce. And you have a good amount of trust in Beyonce that you're going to have a good time. With the places I was going, I was like, no matter where I'm going, I'm in America. Everybody speaks English. I can get a drink no matter where the fuck I'm at. So more than likely, I'm going to have a good time. So that is what I had in my head for weeks. And then as I was going through which place I was going to first and where I was going to end up and where I was going to go and how I was going to pay for all this type of shit, uh, I was speaking to my aunt about it. And she was like, you know what you need to do? You need to do a circle. And so what I did was I was away for 17 days. And on the 14th day, uh, a friend of mine was celebrating his birthday in the Poconos. So I knew I had to go to that because it's one of my closest friends in the world. So I was like, you know what? I had cool. I'll do it. I'll make a big circle. I'll end up in the Poconos. And then from the Poconos, I'll drive home. So the places that I went to uh, in regards to that circle was I went from Long Island to Delaware. From Delaware, I drove to dc from dc i went to virginia uh from virginia i went to uh north carolina from north carolina i went to atlanta from atlanta i went to montgomery alabama from alabama i went to uh mississippi from mississippi i'm sorry from uh, alabama i went to tennessee from Tennessee, I went to Missouri. From Missouri, I drove all the way up to uh, Illinois, Champaign, Illinois, which is super north of uh, Illinois. From there, I went to Indianapolis. From there, I went to Columbus. From Columbus, I did a six-and-a-half-hour six drive to uh, the Poconos. So what did I do in each place? Well, I'll tell you. I started my trek to Delaware with one thing in mind. There is no 
bitches in Delaware, right? I think that's commonly understood. Unless you went to college there or some shit like that, or if you go to a college town or the college portion of the town, not a lot of women in Delaware. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to visit a friend of mine. Now, I won't disclose where in Delaware I was. And every time I'm telling you guys about me visiting someone, uh, I will not disclose the part of the state that I was in only because people want their privacy. Uh, a lot of my friends moved and they didn't tell everybody where they moved. So I'm not trying to have this shit as a springboard of getting niggas ran up on or getting caught slipping or no shit like that. And overall, just niggas just like their privacy. So out of respect for that, I'm going to try to curtail where I was without disclosing the town that I was in. Moving forward. I was in Delaware and I saw a friend of mine. Now, me and this friend, uh, it was a very unique situation because we had a, I want to say like a 12 year fallout, probably longer than that, uh, maybe close to 15 years. Like we just wasn't cool. And you know, this episode is probably going to go past half an hour, but fuck it. I took like a hundred months off. So yeah, I just got to deal with it. So me and this friend, and I don't know if any of you have dealt with this, but I'm going to be very candid about the situation. Growing up, this was one of the first friends I've ever had in my life. And uh, his father and my mother were the first two friends that they've ever had in their life. And uh, so my man's father had him, I'm not going to say his name, before my mom had me. And we grew up with one another. Like, in every sense of the word. Like, he knows my whole family. I know his whole family. Um, all of his dogs. I used to jump on the trampoline in the in the back of his crib. Uh, I was one of the last people to see his older brother before his older brother moved away. I was one of the last people to see his mother before uh, my man's pops and my man's moms split up. And uh, we were like thick as thieves. We were both athletic. Uh, I gravitated more towards basketball he gravitated more towards football but both of us can play basketball and football because when you're black and athletic and you have soul these are the things that happen you know what i'm saying so moving further along in the story what led to our fallout one um i got jumped and i got jumped in front of his crib now mind you his grandmother his father and his uncle was watching this right and they was holding it back, like, yo, don't go out there. Just let him fit for himself. Don't go out there. And my head, I'm like, yo, this man, this man is watching me get jumped. This is not very nice. But luckily for me, I have enough hands to neutralize me getting my ass whooped. You know what I mean? And I really take pride in that. Like, if you fight me and you're not, like, a trained fighter, so it was just my know-how of how to fight versus your know-how of how to fight, I like my odds. So even if you are, like, a better fighter than me naturally, I have enough skill and enough strength to, like, neutralize, like, going to the hospital and shit like that, right? Fast forward, uh, I'm there, um, squaring up against two men simultaneously. Uh, I didn't have a good footwork at this time. I think I was, like, 15 or so. So, I'm just focusing on my target. Meanwhile, I get side sweep. Boom! I'm like, God damn, son. These niggas keep punching me in the face. God damn it. This shit is fucking trash. So, it's all good. Now, I'm fighting both these niggas, whatever have you. All I keep hearing is... Hearing him say, he's like, yo, that's fucked up. Yo, that's fucked up. My ma- In my head, I'm like, that's fucked up. Nigga, I'm out here fighting for my life, my nigga. What is this? So I'm punching niggas. I'm trying to get niggas off me. These niggas do a WWF move. 
One person grabs my torso, another person grabs my legs. They thwart me towards the concrete. Bow! I'm like, damn, son, this is very unfortunate because I thought I was doing well. Niggas kicked me a little bit. Uh, another side note, getting stomped out is overrated. Niggas do that for cool points. They don't really do that to inflict any harm. Just wanted to let y'all know. If you've never been stomped out, I'm here to tell you, you're probably okay if niggas resort to kicking you. It's it's shit that they've seen in like music videos and movies and TV shows and shit. Any if anything, go towards the ground and have niggas stomp you out if you want to like get the shit over with. If you feel like you have no hand to hand combat skills, so that is what started it. But in my head, I'm like you know it, his father was there, his grandmother was there, his uncle was there. They was all holding him back. I'm pretty sure if it was just me and him, it would have been all love, right? 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 He with his coolness in football and with new friends he was starting to emerge with, started to go towards them. And he started to change as a person with his own demons that he was facing, right? So because of this, I'm sitting here, and I was like the old nigga trying to like hold on to something, and he's like, nigga, I've been past you. Like, that's the kind of vibes I was getting. Like, nigga, like, why are you even, like, we know each other and shit, but nigga, those days of us growing up and being with each other literally every day, those days is dead, nigga. I'm cool now. And in my head, I'm like, nigga, why are you treating me like I'm some weak-ass nerd, nigga? Like, nigga, I fucking, I fucking hoop. I fucking get joints. I'm fucking, I'm dressed on some smooth shit. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not on bummy time. I'm not a nigga without friends. Like, why are you even acting like that, right? This is high school. Going towards our 20s, I have that bitter taste in my mouth. And I'm like, you know what, son? This nigga watched me get jumped. This nigga became too cool for school. This nigga's giving me halfway dap. I'm trying to connect with this nigga on a real level. He's giving me wild short answers and shit like that. You know what? This nigga's a dub, right? I just had in my mind, like, when I see him, it's just very uh, concise conversation. I'm going to keep it moving. Fast forward to 2021. Sorry to bring this up again. My mom passes away. Ouch kind of uh burned me a little bit so him his father and his mother who i have not seen since i was nine pulls up i'm like okay this nigga really came meanwhile this man's on a cane he just had back surgery whatever and came from delaware to uh the funeral and the repast just to come check on me i'm like okay enough is enough if I'm not going to speak at any other point, I can't be acting like it's all love when I see you just because my mom passes away. So at the repass, um, I sit right next to him and we spoke. And um, he just sat there and he heard me and he just listened to me. And it was one of the more beautiful experiences that I've ever went through because I'm a catalyst for speaking to people and for not holding things in. And if you have a problem with somebody, you look at that person in their face and you tell them what the problem is. And if you don't like what they say to them, you deal with the consequences as a man. I, I'm a really strong person. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a really strong believer in that. So any person I've ever had a problem with, I look at them directly in their eye and I tell them that shit. And I'm just down to go with wherever it goes, right? So once again, I'm talking to this man in his face. I'm telling him, all about everything I just told y'all watching me get jumped, getting too cool for school, being on some whole shit, like, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, I'm sorry. And we was on the brink of tears when he said that shit to me. It was like I was totally disarmed. So I said to myself, if I'm going to go on this road trip, 
I'm going to go visit him. He had a wife. He had kids. Kids. I'm supposed to be the uncle to these kids. Like, how are you having kids and they don't know who I am? Nigga, I'm your first friend. It was me. Three years old, four years old, two years old. Like, nigga, it was me. Your parents, our parents would chill down some romantic shit. Like, literally on some platonic shit. And it would be me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, when niggas learned how to ride bikes, we did that shit together. When niggas was racing to see who was the fastest, that was us. When niggas was learning how to hoop, when we was first getting coordinated and all that, nigga, that was us. And now it's, this is what it is now? Awesome. This is whack. He agreed. I get that man's latitude and longitude. I get my Hyundai Elantra, and I make moves. It was a Thursday night. I'll never forget. This is late September. And uh, I was like, you know, it's just time for me to go. I just, I just literally just packed what I believe to be two weeks worth of clothing. And I just got in my car, packed that shit out, put hand wipes, disinfectants, cases of water, fruit, chips, things to get me through, made my way. And um, his wife, beautiful. His children, beautiful. His apartment that he lives in, beautiful. And we sat there and we spoke for hours just speaking and i mean um he's a rapper i'm just i was looking at the music that he made i'm like nigga this is this is beautiful music right here son and we just spoke about the old days and things that we've been through and women who we've had sex with this is but this is fucking 20 years ago type shit so those women don't even count but even still we was just speaking and speaking and i was asking him about fallouts he had with different people he asked me about fallouts i had with different people we was exchanging funny ass stories and all that, and um, it was, it was, it felt great to have my friend back. Like I wasn't there on some shit of feeling like a stranger anymore. I I felt like I was with my brother again, and uh, that really um that really was a a great start to what came out to be a beautiful trip. So I leave Delaware, and I'm headed to D.C. And my cousin lives in D.C., Maryland, I should say. And this is her second home. Um, I can't even tell you what she does for work, but she does things that I don't think I'll be able to wrap my mind around. And she's like a whiz kid in that sense, you know. And she had a first crib, rented it out. Now she's owner of a second house, and she's doing everything the right way. And uh, my cousin is, for lack of better words, very unique. And what I mean by unique is, in most cases, when you're hosting someone, you want to put them around some fun, right? Could we, will we both agree to that? It just so happened that that weekend that I was there, I believe it was Hampton versus Howard in regards to a football game. And then there was like tailgating and I believe it's a whole weekend. And the reason why I'm using the word I believe is because she kept me as far away from the fun as humanly possible. But... She had other things in mind because this is just who my cousin is. My cousin is uh, a bit neurotic and she's a individualist in, in, in a way that the way she sees things is the way that she lives. And anything, literally any small thing that deviates from the way she sees life is a problem and needs to be addressed. Right. This is something that I've come to know about her. So I'm like, you know what? I know my cousin is a fucking nutcase but it's all love i love this woman more than life itself and she loves me more than life itself so 
it's time for me to pull up and see what's going on. So I did that. And uh, we got seafood. Uh, we went to an acrobatic place too. I forgot the name of it. Matter of fact, just for namesake, I'm going to shout this particular place out. I am scrolling through my phone here. My apologize. My apologies. See, as soon as I fucking open my, my phone, I just lose the ability to speak. This is a treacherous business, but scoop-a-doop-a-doo. I know I have the photograph here. Funland. So, if you live in the Virginia area, I suggest you go to Funland. So, while doing all this, I uh, my cousin wanted to stay in the house. So, I'm like, man, I'm about to just go out and hit the town for Dolly and see what the fuck is up. I got friends out there in D.C. So, I linked these niggas, and I went to Lost Society. I went to a few other place, places. I got drunk, and on the way back, I made videos like the one you're about to listen to right now. When you tired and you gotta make it back home, you open up that window, nigga. You know, I made another video as well, and I'm gonna play it right now. That was me uh, driving under the influence. Uh, shout out to me for not getting pulled over, which is very irresponsible. Don't uh, drive and drink, people. But uh, some told me, like, you know what? Let me make a video of me driving home at 80 miles an hour while being drunk out of my mind, making it back to my cousin's house. And I did that. I did that successfully. Um, I had various foods. I had lemon pepper wings. Um, as I said earlier, she brought me to Funland. We went to brunch, and uh, the next day, my man's sister met us for brunch, and that was a beautiful situation that I really appreciated. Uh, after the brunch, we had more drinks, and, you know, it wasn't about partying. It wasn't about being festive. It wasn't about being in the mix. It was about just doing things that just made me feel good, that was very, con just being in controlled environments that make me feel good was pretty much her mission and she did that successfully so i hugged my cousin after being there for two days and it's off i'm off it's time for me to drive i went to north carolina which is about i want to say four or five hours and i went to three different towns in north carolina the first night i went to uh, a place where i won't disclose like i said earlier and i wanted to go see uh my goddaughter my goddaughter uh, lives with her mother, somebody who I've uh, got a great relationship with. You know, we speak to each other semi-regularly. And um, I'm the godmother through my man. My man had a daughter, and uh, her name is Luna. And Luna is beautiful. I believe Luna is like maybe like five now, five or so. And uh, just a beautiful spirit, a beautiful kid. Just a kid that's like not problematic. She's not annoying to be around. Like, she sat on my lap for hours while I'm just talking to her mom and shit like that. And I'm doing the whole, like, putting my, I'm, well, how do I phrase this? Like, when you move your foot up and down, so your leg goes up and down, so it's like a, you know what you do with kids where you, uh, like, 
when you're sitting down doing calf raises, but you're doing calf raises as fast as possible. And she's just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. And then we went and got some type of unhealthy um, fast food that's down there that I forgot the name of that shit. But it wasn't really that appetizing, but it was a bonding moment. And um, I sat there, I spoke with my friend, which is the mother of my goddaughter. Sat and talked to her for hours and hours and just getting just real good conversation. Told her I was on the road trip. She welcomed me with open arms. And then after that, I wanted to go visit my other friend who's married with children. He's a recent homeowner and shit like that. So I was talking shit about his cooking and all that. And, you know, this nigga made me tacos. You know, I sat and chilled with his family. He has a be- two beautiful daughters, one of which is in uh, college. The other one, I believe, she's in second grade. And it was just a dope situation. And do I have some type of video? This nigga claims that he can cook, so we're about to make some fucking... I don't know. I don't even want to say it out loud. You know what I mean? Because I don't believe this nigga. You know what I mean? This nigga claims that he's, he's going to make some turkey fucking... No, I mean, the, the, the man claimed... The, the man claimed that he can make turkey meat tacos or turkey ground beef, whatever the fuck I'm supposed to say. And he did that with like relative ease. Those tacos was delicious. I even ate them shits in the morning for breakfast. So I was sitting there, I was talking to him once again, had a few drinks, and just talking, bro. Just talking. And, and a lot of the things that were suppressed as far as emotions are concerned, uh, everybody who allowed me into their home just literally just. Gave me a washcloth and towel because, you know, hygiene is important. And it was just conversation the whole time. Just beautiful, fluent conversation. After I left my man's crib and chilling with his family, I went to my other man's crib. Now, he, I can speak about because he has a business uh, down there. His name is PJ. Let me play this video. Oh shit, 22s with the motherfucking tent, nigga. Who we got in the house? We got fucking, woo! No, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? You see My man PJ. My man PJ, uh, he's somebody who does like the most. So he got a red car, he put red uh, tent. I'm sorry, he put red paint on the on the rims. And he has like red lights in his V and all kinds of shit. And the reason why I can specify where I was at, I was in Concord, North Carolina at this point. Um, three towns uh, in, in regards to being in North Carolina. And um, we wound up going to Charlotte, which is, I believe, 20 minutes away. And I met my man Dap. Shout out to uh, Dapadon718. And, and I mean, we just cruised the town, went to a few bars and shit like that. Once again, got back to PJ's crib and just spoke to that nigga for hours. I met one of his friends. He recently... Uh, opened up a business literally in his yard. Um, he had a shed because he just bought a house and he renovated the shed from scratch with his own hands and created a barbershop. And he also, if I'm not mistaken, a uh, a place where you can record podcasts and uh, music. So he created a studio and a barbershop all on his shed on his terms. He doesn't have to pay booth rent. Nope. He don't got to do nothing. Everything is on his land, land that he owns. And I was proud of him for that. 
you know, he's someone who has three kids. I wasn't able to see his kids because, you know, you know how it goes in regards to, you know, being married and having your days to see children and whatever have you. So I'm going to have to tap in with his kids on another time. And a uh, fun fact, when he had his first kid, me and uh, we played basketball with one another. Me and the basketball team chipped in and bought uh, his firstborn some Jordans. Now, I mean, I believe it was like two pair that we purchased. And um, he said to this day, and I even saw it, he keeps the the baby sneakers on his rearview mirror when he's driving. So, yeah, that was pretty dope. So where am I at in the story? I'm in the third town of North Carolina, doing nothing but just drinking and having conversations with various people, showering, of course, drinking tons of water as I'm, as I'm traveling because I can't have no kidney failure when I'm on a road trip. Because I believe, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, Having a failed kidney is worth is worse than getting like a flat tire. Like if I get a flat tire, I can just get that changed. But you know, with a failed kidney, I gotta go on waiting lists and I gotta get surgery and my face turns green and shit like that. And I mean, bitches don't like niggas with failed kidneys. So boom, I'm continuing my journey. Now from North Carolina, I drove to Atlanta to see my other cousin. And out of all of his cousins, I was the first cousin to come visit him. Know what I mean? And I was very proud of that. And me and him, we if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's called uh either the Browery or the Battery, where where the Braves Stadium is at. And there's like a hangout location over there where the studio is, where there's a multitude of bars and restaurants and eateries and such and we hit that up and then I was uh going from spot to spot, know what I mean, uh party hopping with him. Know what I mean, we got fucking mad drunk me and him i mean once again drove home drunk but you know i just gotta cut that shit out son it's 2022 these are things i did in my past life i'm just telling you guys all of this to bring more color to the story so we're sitting there we're chilling once again just fluent conversation yo bro how you been yo what's going on he's like yo man i'm feeling like this i'm feeling like this well it's funny why that you feel that way because i feel this way and just going back and forth things that black men just need to do this nigga, I have uncertainty. This is how I feel. Hmm. Look at you being vulnerable. I will match that vulnerability with more vulnerability. Now it's a vulnerability vortex. You feel me? And when you're in a vulnerability vortex, all kind of cool things happen. You feel you feel just the the weight of just feeling like shit just come off your shoulders and off your chest and off off into the atmosphere. That's why we have holes holes in the ozone layer. It's not because of pollution. It's because of vulnerability just being removed off of your chest. Well, I'm lying. White people are trying to poison us, and we probably have 40 years left on the planet back. So everybody should have fun and go on more road trips like I did. Anyway, I was there. I was chilling. Had some great food, great drinks. Saw some great women. With Not only did they have the fatty, but they had great hamstrings quads thighs overall with the butt cheeks would you look at that and i'll even raise you one more i even saw breasts i didn't see breasts in 3d nobody removed their shirt and flashed me and showed me said breasts like it's mardi gras but closed off breasts leaving the mind wondering it's still breasts indeed you know what i'm saying so me and my cousin we bear witness to some butt cheeks. We bear witness to some breasts. Beautiful black women. Shit like that. Had brown liquor throughout the 
entirety of the evening. It was like a cool occasion. I got the drink with my little cousin, and that's a memory I'm always going to have with me. So now I leave there, right? I leave there, and I go to Montgomery. I'll go to go see my father, right? Because my father has a traveling job once he got released from prison. And the way his job works... Oh, I'm sorry. Before I go to that, I saw my man Chad Law. I saw Diamond. I saw Mad People. So shout out to y'all. That um that pretty much made me feel dope while I was down there and shit like that. Everybody was mad surprised. Like, my nigga, you really drove all the way down here on a road trip? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a long story. Anywho, Montgomery. I saw my first Piggly Wiggly. Didn't think I'd see one of those. Saw one of those, though. Pretty dope. Uh, dope as in regards to me actually seeing one, but not really dope when you go inside. It's, it's a very, very regular store. But a store I never saw, I only heard about. If I'm not fucking mistaken, I think it was like next Friday when niggas talking about the Piggly Wiggly. One black movie I, I remember. But anywho, I go to see my father and... Gentlemen, I want to introduce you to, to the original, to the original. You know what I mean? I had to come from somewhere. This is my pappy. How's that, baby daddy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. How's that, baby daddy? Yes. So, I link up with my father, right? And we have a splendid time. We um, we go to have drinks. My, uh, one of his mans gave me a haircut, which I needed, because I wanted to look smooth as I was uh, on the road trip. And he held that down, had my hairline looking super efficient. You feel me? Y'all don't know about having an efficient hairline. Y'all don't even always going to use the word efficient because your mind doesn't process things the way that my mind does. You know what I'm saying? You are inefficient when your hairline is out of whack. Think about it. You don't get work done. You're not as productive. You're in a worse mood. When your hairline is crisp, boy, oh, boy, you'd be surprised about the shit you can get done. And even from the baldy community, really think about it. When you have the hair coming in and you're in, be and you're in between shades, you've just been on some lazy shit, you've been wearing dad hats and beanies and shit like that. You don't want to take your hat off in front of the women. You know why? Because that hairline is receding. The hairline is foul. It's trash. Your genetics have betrayed you in regards to your follicles. So what do you do? You get that fresh, that fresh baldy. You feel me? Not the Baldy, not the Larry David when you got the shit on the side like George Jefferson. I'm talking about everything is fucking clean. Like like some like your head is looking like some Jordan 11s or some shit like that. You feel me? The patent leather shits, the breads. Ooh, hot diggity damn. When you got that fucking fresh Baldy, you don't feel like a million bucks? That's what it's like in the hairline community, son. When my shit is laser sharp, bow. I'm like, mm, mm, I'm ready to fight some crime, nigga. But like... White collar crime because I'm not gonna go to urban areas and fight the people that's uh doing criminal acts in urban areas because you know I mean you never know what somebody's going through but white people are the enemy so you gotta fucking fight them right right all right cool so I'm with my father we had some drinks um and I had an old head drink this uh they put tequila and orange juice into a Corona and swirled it up and gave it to me. And in my head, I'm like, all right, when I'm in my 50s, I am not drinking this. But to be with my man and his, well, to be with my father and his mans, I will do such. I'm going I'm to I'm try this out. It wasn't bad. I'm not going to say it was the greatest beverage, but it was a beverage indeed. Uh, while sitting at this bar, and it was me and my father and an old friend of his, uh, a young woman was giving my father some rhythm, but you know what I mean? She wasn't really 
she wasn't really being aggressive. So my father's just waving it off because it would appear that she was with like her husband. So me and my father and his mans were just speaking to one another. We're watching football. Uh, this is the early. This is like early in the season. This is maybe like week two, week three at this point. And um, she goes to the bathroom, and the dude who we thought was her husband wound up being her brother. And she, w- I'm sorry, and he was like, "Yo, when she gets back from the bathroom, she's gonna come over there. She's gonna come talk to you." And my pops was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, man, she's feeling you. I'm just delivering a message." So I'm like, I, right. I mean, ain't no woman built like that. She's not gonna just pull up on three niggas that have muscles and things like that and just pull up. Yo, a few minutes later, she left the bathroom. I mean, said something to her brother. She walked right over there, and we were like talking. It's not like it was like a silent moment where we was just on our phones or some shit. Like we was invested in conversation, and she just pulled up, tapped my father on the shoulder, like, "Well, are you gonna talk to me?" And my father just turned around and she just rained down on this nigga on some fuck shit. I said, "Don't worry about that. This nigga." is the handsome like his son now i know i should say that in the other reverse like i'm handsome like my father but fuck that because if you do the calculations i've been free longer than that nigga you feel me i've been out here treading the earth not getting incarcerated so he has to get some points deducted from from incarceration he has to pay an incarceration tax so now i'm out i'm allowed to say he's handsome like me and not me being handsome like him if he has a problem with that he can call me and we can discuss this like men. Fast forward. I go to the place where he's staying. You know, I'm chilling, whatever have you. I just got finished having 15 pieces of chicken. I don't know why it was 16. I don't know why it wasn't 20. I don't know why it wasn't 12. But it was 15 pieces of chicken. So over 15 pieces of chicken and an assortment of sides. Me and him and his man, we were just having beautiful black man conversation. Our night concluded. I went uh to his spot he had work in the morning so i left um after he left for work and then i made my trek to memphis tennessee now if you're keeping tabs each place where i've been i knew somebody at the place i stopped i knew no i knew no one no one i knew no one i knew no one i knew no one in tennessee but i always wanted to go so like all right because i remember um that that black movie uh bill street blues or if bill street could talk or something along the lines of bill street i'm like okay i'm gonna keep that in mind bill street bill street bill street if they made a movie after this it has to be popping right this is before the young Dolph situation that not me rp the young Dolph, but this is when you know in my mind like all right memphis i mean i i've heard of three six mafia and everybody like that but this seems to be like a pretty tame environment in regards to like you know crime because you know off of if nothing else martin luther king got shot here like the the primary black nigga at the time got shot so I, you would think there would be a little bit of peace and in my experience it was very peaceful let me tell you about my experience i went to a spot uh by the name of gus's fried chicken um, this is a spot where they still have the aesthetic of what it looked like in the 50s and 60s, whatever have you. you got him 25 cents to use the bathroom. And they're like, yo, this location has been here for a multitude of years. We still use the same recipe, whatever have you. Very generic chicken, I would tell you. But if it was 1963, that chicken slaps. So I understand. You want to keep nostalgia alive. So I had that along with some, you know, some wild rice, collard greens, whatever. The lemonade was delicious. I'll tell you that. After that, you know, I went to the Lorraine Motel where my man King got shot. 
And um, it's just crazy how you can be like one of the more prominent people of the time and still go to that motel. I went to that motel like my nigga got shot here. Come on, son. Like this, this is why white people are the enemy, son. Because they had my son, Dr. King, in the Lorraine Motel. If y'all ever go to Memphis and y'all see where he got shot, fam, I never said anything comparable to the i have a dream speech and i've slept in way better places than that you feel me so come on now like it's just this shit just got me tight anywho i saw that shit i went to a few other places i checked out bill street had a great time went to a few bars or whatever have you asked people what to do i went bar hopping a little bit i saw um some wrestling i don't know if um if it's still going on but there's like wrestling matches that is on a specific uh building and they had the windows open, I guess, so the fighters can have some type of ventilation while they was fighting. And um, when you see in, like, the scripted wrestling situation, it's just mad funny that niggas is really committing these atrocities to their body probably for, like, $10 an hour when you're looking at it in this nondescript spot that didn't even have, like, a... Um, I don't remember the name of the spot. I don't remember if I saw the name. I just remember me walking past. I'm like, wait, is them niggas wrestling? And then some white dudes like sat this black dude in his chest. Wow! I'm like, oh, let me walk over there. So I walked over there. The black man obviously was on some acrobatic shit. He was jumping off his shit. I'm like, all right, this is pretty dope. And then they uh, shut the windows on us so we can like pay to come inside. But I already saw enough. Anywho, continuing on, I was up and down Beale Street. I met a few good people. They was like, hey, what's up? And I said, hey, what's up back? And then after that, we just had a few more drinks and shit like that. Had some beautiful conversation. Uh, didn't really disclose, like, what I was doing or how I was doing because that's how you get robbed and kidnapped and abducted and shit like that. And I was severely outnumbered. But I know how to play it cool and I know how to maneuver the way I need to maneuver. Continuing on, I went back uh, to, this to this motel that I was staying at. And it was funny enough, when I was at this motel, I saw some high level prostitution going on right there was a woman with a buzz cut uh wearing all pink uh leather with some high heels walking out smoking a cigarette and she said hey daddy i'm like oh you sell vagina hello to you uh, enjoy your evening walked right by because i knew i knew her pimp had to have been somewhere in the general vicinity right i know motels and shit like that and hotels i was at like the elvis presley something 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 and i know hotels and motels are like cell vagina headquarters. So I know that if I conversed with this prostitute long enough, the pimp would have arrived like, yo, you're wasting time and shit like that. Pimps usually have guns. Niggas would have shot me. Or something even worse, like, oh, this nigga has New York plates. Did you see what room he's in? Obviously he has no family around here. Look where he's staying. Let's go rob him. So I was a brisk walk. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Kept it moving. Um, I want to go to Memphis because I, I was told that a popping club down there is called Weekend, like WKND. I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that. And when I go back down there, I'm going to Weekend, goddammit. Anywho, I leave Memphis the morning after, after having Gus's fried chicken and a uh, medley of drinks. And I go to Boomtown, Missouri. I believe it was in Springfield, if I'm not mistaken. And I was told that was like the biggest concentration of fireworks in America. So I went there. I bought uh, some cool t-shirts that I wanted to wear just to signify that I was there. Um, by the way, I love collecting t-shirts each place where I go. 
So if I have an opportunity to get like a Alabama t-shirt, I'll get one. A Memphis t-shirt, I got one. A Missouri t-shirt, I got one. Um, I'm actually waiting for my Alabama t-shirt. I went to this fucking black business and that lady was doing the bullshit. Still didn't send me my shit, son. I didn't give her no money, but it was supposed to be like a cash app situation because, you know, she didn't. She was waiting for the size to come in, all type of other shit. Anyway, continuing on. I was there very briefly. Uh, to get gas, and then that's why I, I think I saw the Lewis and Clark Trail. Something along the lines of what? What the fuck was it again? Yeah, Lewis and Clark. Yeah, I know it wasn't crazy. Uh, Google Lewis and Clark if you don't know who I'm talking about, because I don't feel like going into their history. But I was at one of the landmarks that Lewis and Clark was at. You feel me? So I got to check that out. I got that video evidence on my phone and all that. And I left Springfield and made that troop to Springfield, Illinois. Now, the reason why I'm divulging the name of this town is because my uncle lives there and he's leaving soon. He's trying to move to another part of the country so I can divulge this information. So me and him, we got together. He cooked an incredible cuisine for me. Um, Once again, more conversation. I told him what's been on my mind while I'm on the road trip in the first place. He was just ecstatic that I came to come see him. I got to meet some of his neighbors. He made this incredible spread of uh of ribs and rice and uh, a medley of vegetables and he he really did it up because my my uh my uncle was in the military and he also can cook. I don't know why I told you he was in the military and he can cook like you can't do both things, but you know what? It just came in a very natural way in regards to me telling this story. Continuing on. I was there with him. I had some drinks. We hit the town. I believe it was like a Tuesday night, so there was nothing popping, but we made the best of a situation. We had a few beverages. He had less beverages than me. Now I'm saying he's not like a real drinker like that. Me, on the other hand, I like to get my sip on. So we doing what we doing on some grown man shit. Bar hopping. He's telling me about different people that's been hating on him and all that. I mean, when he's trying to do his one-two out there, like niggas over here trying to jack his style or just trying to... I mean, just basically just play a hate. Like, your why is he getting all the hoes? I'm like, you know what I'm saying? We, we share the same bloodline. You feel me? Like if we go somewhere, the women are going to gravitate towards us because that's just what the fuck is going on. So, I was out there, shit like that. I was moving the groove with my uncle. We had a beautiful conversation. If you if you can detect the theme here, every single person who I've gone to go see has resulted in just really beautiful, positive conversation. All the conversations that I had with each and every person, I still remember... Um, pretty much verbatim what we were talking about and it really made me feel good so boom fast forward i leave there i go to indianapolis now this was a low point of my trip but i just want to go to indianapolis i was raised on watching peyton manning and you know what i'm saying marvin harrison and all these niggas i was like you know what? I'll, maybe this is one of these like low-key cities where you gotta like go and see what's going on and then you'll develop an appreciation once you're there wrong fucking wrong Unless you was doing some snitching and it's witness protection or something along those lines. Or if you're related to Mike Epps, because I know he's from there. No real reason to go to Indianapolis, bro. Unless you're like a Colts fan. And if that's the case, then peace be on to you. So, anywho. I'm in Indianapolis. I'm doing my one-two. I'm walking down the proverbial strip that my uncle told me about. And um, I had a really great time. I'm lying. I had a fucking subpar time. But if you put me anywhere... Um, I'm going to make the best of it. I was by myself for the, basically the whole time. Not even basically. The entire time I was in Indianapolis, it was just me cruising along. And 
while in Indianapolis, I'll share this tidbit with you. I experienced handsome privilege. Would you like to know what I'm talking about? Uh, you're not really in the space to really talk back to me. So I'm going to figure that you do want to know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me pulling up to the Marriott. Ha ha ha. I was because my uncle put me onto this app. What is the name of the app? The app is called. Travel. No, I'm sorry. That's where I have. Anywho, my apologies for that. Priceline. He put me onto Priceline under the travel category. That you know, if you have an i, if you have an iPhone, there's different boxes that you can put like mad apps into for like categorization purposes. And it's called Priceline. He was like, "Yo, this is what you do. You go on Priceline, right? After you go on Priceline, nephew, download that shit right now. You're gonna see what's going on. Then after you do that, you're gonna search hotel. You're gonna go to Express Deals. Now the thing about Express Deals that you don't know about but i'm going to tell you about is you don't know specifically where you'll be but they'll tell you uh how many stars the hotel is and they're going to give it to you at an extremely discounted rate so i'm like ah oh, okay and i'm with that i'm if, if i'm in the general vicinity then i think i'll be all right so that's what i wound up doing i went to priceline went to express deals i wound up with a marriott and it was like a, a good money marriott type shit like four stars and it was like no money to be there for the night I'm like, oh, now speaking of money, something cool I did was I was documenting what I was doing on Instagram as I was going through it, but I will leave the city before I uploaded a video and y'all sent me like a good amount of money. Like the whole trip, I think I didn't have to come out of pocket for anything because y'all was sending money, $100 here, $50 here, $30 here, $20 here, $60 here, $30 here, $70 here. Like very abstract numbers. Like why would you send somebody $70? But I was appreciative of it nonetheless. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is, y'all niggas sent me some chicken. Reverse America. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this. Some of that Reverse America money went right into the Indianapolis. I'm in this Marriott and you had to pay for parking, right? You had to pay for parking. And uh, I'm sitting in my head like, yo, I, you know, I'm just going to go there as opposed to me trying to park in the street and be cheap. I'm like, you know what? My aunt always told me like, yo, you always wind up paying more money if you try to go the cheap route. I, I just have that in my head. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go in there. Let me speak to them and let me see what's going on. Speaking of my aunt, I wind up calling her and I'm like, yo, um, I got the room already, but is, is there a way that I can still give you the points? if i'm over here and she said yeah sure thank you i'm like yeah and i mean we're in this together so um, I, I wanted to give my aunt the points or whatever because and i mean priceline is priceline but my aunt lives at the marriott so i wanted to hold it down on some cool nephew shit right she was like would you like for me to ask if they can upgrade you i was like well of course you can ask them if they can upgrade me i would really appreciate that so in doing so she's telling that she's like a titanium member or some shit like that and they're like, okay, well, um, we're going to upgrade your room. You're going to be in suites. I'm like, sweet, sweet, like Coco. Um, if you never heard that song, you should listen to Sweet Sweet by Travis Scott. Anyway, so they upgraded your boy to a suite. And I was like, yo, uh, with me being under this titanium membership name, is there a way that I can get the parking, uh, you know, dismissed? in regards to like the charge and like well we usually don't do that you know we tell all the titanium members or all the members of the marriott that you guys should file a formal complaint now the cool thing about this while i'm having this back and forth exchange is um 
I'm just speaking to black women. Like all of the women that worked there was black. And the one thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys this tip: whenever you're going into somewhere, say hi to everybody, not just who you're talking to. This is uh, not really a trip, but this is just like literally how I am. So I came in, I'm like, hey, "What's up, everybody? How y'all doing back there?" And they're like, "Wow!" They said it like, "Wow!" Like you're speaking to all of us. I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Yo, that's very rare. No, nobody ever speaks to all of us like that." I'm like, "Okay, this is Indianapolis. Maybe there's like rampant racism that I'm not familiar with. I just know Mike Epps is from here." Anywho, so I'm speaking to him like, "Yo, is there a way I can get this for gold?" And you know, as far as the Wi-Fi situation, kind of get that, and you know, kind of get some vouchers for breakfast in the morning. And you know, I started looking around, and then the manager came uh, from around the back after hearing. Now, this very, like, cool and controlled conversation I was having with the receptionist that was helping me. And, you know, she looked at me like, okay, so where are you from? Like, I'm from New York. I'm on a road trip. I'm actually going to Ohio tomorrow. I'm just here for the night and things like that. And, you know, the the women that was back there, they're looking at each other and they're smiling and shit like that. And I'm like, oh, y'all think I'm handsome. I'm definitely getting this fucking parking fee waived. And I did type shit. They we that yo no funny shit. That shit was like fucking sixty dollars or some crazy shit like that. Get that out of here, son. They waved that. Gave me a fucking voucher for breakfast. Gave me the fucking Wi-Fi you got to pay for. I'm like shout out to my mother and father for creating this specimen of of a man, a man from which can get parking for free, nigga. Fuck you mean. Handsome privilege on niggas. You thought I was deviating so much from the story. You thought I was going to forget about bringing that up. Nah, I'm the original. I don't forget shit. Fast forward. I gallivant throughout the town. I have a, you know, mediocre time. I come back, utilize the Wi-Fi. I think I was on Instagram live for a little while because uh, I was just bored in the hotel room. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I'm happy I got to see, you know, if I was to ever go back to Indianapolis, uh, I would definitely go with, like, a group of people just to, like, you know, I think there's, like, a there's a hookah lounge. There's, like, a centralized hookah lounge that all the black people go to. And from what I remember, what you had to do is you had to call, reserve the section, and pay for it before even walking in to even get into the hookah lounge. So I'm like, wait, the only way that you can come in here is if I have a section that I paid for? And it was like, yeah, so you can tell that's, like, the black go-to spot on the day that I was out there. So I'm like, nah, I call our spec business. I went to another hookah lounge because I just went, I don't even smoke hookah. I just wanted to be around some black people, to be honest with you. And I just sat at the bar, just people watched a little bit. Very, uh, very low grade of a time. Anywho, I leave out of there. I go to Columbus, Ohio. I go, I explore Ohio State University. I take some cool pictures. I had some cool food out there. Once again, I was just out there partying. I went to, a lounge that was like a few hundred feet away from my hotel room a whole bunch of collection of blacks uncles and aunties and everybody's giving me the eye and i'm big i'm giving them the eye back and you know we just have like an eye exchange i'm like would you fucking look at this i actually knew somebody that lived out there so i was chilling with them for a little while and um yeah columbus was pretty cool i would definitely go back just to really like dive in and really get active as far as like you know the the college scene but you know i'm 400 years old so i just wanted to go where i belonged and at that point i just felt like i belonged with the aunties and the uncles and i wanted to have like a pretty dope time the drinks was very cheap very not only were they cheap but they were strong and cheap so i'm like all right maybe they're trying to have sex with me in here let me leave out so that's exactly what i did went to my room then i left out of there made my trip to the Poconos, met up with my man, a whole bunch of friends, we was drinking, we was eating, we was cooking on the grill, we was cooking on the stove, we was cooking all over the fucking place, cooking in the oven, 
You feel me? I didn't cook no cheeks, though. I just wanted to let y'all know that I'm not a sexual deviant. Going all this time with no women. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I wasn't out here just hoking and poking around and having like a going on a sex world tour like you guys might think. I went there to clear my mind. While I was doing all this clearing of my mind, I'm looking at all the roads. I'm looking at the agriculture. I'm looking at tractor trailers that's like 20 feet high. I'm like, I've never seen a tractor trailer this big. I'm, I'm going by the towns where they tell you how exactly how many people's in the town on the sign. I'm like, wow, y'all niggas counted? How often do you guys update this? What if somebody dies? That means you're lying. It doesn't even say it's like estimated. It just says population, then the number. I'm like, wow, that's a really finite amount of people. You can tell that there's like one bar one basketball um, court, one football field. I mean, one centralized place to hang out. I mean, you're going to meet this person here. The both of y'all going to put some money up to buy a tractor and get into agriculture. Like, these are the towns that you, you will go to. If they go to New York City, if ever, they will just be totally overwhelmed. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all don't have sex with your cousins out here? Ah, right, it's time for me to go. I am not in a comfortable space. Anyhow, I was in the Poconos. I was chilling. I was vibing. I went to sleep. I woke up, had some edibles. Hmm. Went to sleep again. Them shits took me out. Had more brunch. Had more barbecue. Had more salmon. Had more fries. Had more veggies. Had more liquor. Had more juice. Played 2K. Watched some movies. Did all that cool shit. Had a tremendous time with my man and all of us that was down there and shit like that we doing i want to and then i drove home that concludes my road trip peace and blessings past the dressing and i will speak to you guys on friday <laughs>